Welcome to No Room for Phonies. It's the end of summer edition. Episode 71. 71. Revisiting school success. We thought it would just be a good idea to kind of, um, oops, I'm going this way, uh, to just revisit because we did that whole series on education last, last summer. year. And so, still pertinent information. Yeah, very. Evergreen information, as they say. Yeah. So um, you can find all of the school ones if you go to the go, No Room for Phonies. Episode 43. Starting at episode 43. And, uh, but we'll put them in the show notes so you can click on them. But yeah. um, je- you can just go to the um, blog, website, website or blog and find them as well. And just if you just enter episode 43, the first one will come up and then they're all in a row after that. Yep. But anyway, my green light moment actually has to do with my book recommendation because cool. the book recommendation is Richard Rohr's Falling Upward. And even if you're not in the second half of life, if you're in the first half of it life, would be valuable it's to read very it valuable to read it even. So um, the green light moment for me, and I've talked about this before, is the idea that the second half of life is for bright sadness and sober happiness. Luminous darkness is the simultaneous coexistence of deep suffering and intense joy. And we know that that's kind of part of what the second half of life is. does. Yep. But anyway, the book uh, Falling Upward by Richard Rohr. And Richard Rohr, like, I have to warn people who don't like uh, spiritual, religious kinds of things. It's very spiritual. It's He's Catholic, but yeah. it's not so, overwhelmingly. So it, start, it starts non-denominational and pretty non-religious. And then you said it kind of mm-hmm. took a little turn. There's parts of it, but, that were a little bit but more, the things he says are so. Up. Yeah. Well, in his other books, he is so much more uh, cross-religion or, uh, yeah. or agnostic. And he is in this too. It's just. But anyway, um, but one of the things of the quotes from the book is as you get to the other, the falling upward part of life. And so what he's saying by that is just because you're in the second half of life doesn't mean it's all downhill. No. So you positively ignore and withdraw your energy from evil or stupid things rather than fight them directly because that which we oppose determines the energy and takes away our inner freedom. Daily life requires discernment rather than knee-jerk reactions. We work towards influencing events, working for change, quietly persuading, changing our attitude, praying and forgiving instead of judging. Life is more spacious. Our container is enlarged and ready to understand more experiences and relationships. So I thought that was kind of the more sort of the encompassing idea of his book. So anyway, you had a podcast recommendation. Yeah, so I listened to an author being interviewed. Uh, The book is called uh, Undisruptible, and it's the author is Aidan McCullen, and it's about having a mindset of permanent reinvention for individuals, organizations, and life. So it's basically about the fact that life always changes and there are always disruptions, but this is about how to 
be undisruptible as you go through life's changes and things like that. So that's, you know, so that's, that's I've bought the book. Similar. I haven't ordered yeah. it yet. I mean, yeah, I haven't read it, it yet. Picked it up, yeah. right? Is mm-hmm. that the one you that's want to pick up today? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and I also want to remind people that Kate Bowler is coming back October 9th oh, with season. a bunch of, with another season. And she is actually one of my favorite podcasters. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, so revisiting school success, I'm just going to briefly go over all the topics that were kind of included in it. So the first one is what to do when your child doesn't want to go to school. And um, my thing is to always find out why, because um, usually it's a reason and you have to kind of delve in and figure it out. Like Mm -hmm. kids just don't. Most of the time they like school. And, I and think, depending on the age, you have to push and dig a little. Well, and I mean, no kid really wants to go to school after summer vacation. <laughs> but school is no. like your job. You had your vacation and now you no, dress but up. But you're talking up. more about like... But I'm talking about, yeah. You know, repeated mornings of anxiety and... Right. And I mean, typical, the, the podcast talks about routine and how you really do have to talk to your child about how they don't have to love their teacher every single year. Mm-hmm. And I do not recommend moving children from school to school because you lose, they lose stuff by moving all the time. And Academically and socially. Yes. And happiness is a feeling and finding joy and fulfillment is very important, but that's not really dependent on anyone but yourself. But the podcast actually goes into some strategies if you're really struggling with your kids. So I would highly recommend that. And then there's another one on technology at school. So as a parent, you want to know that the school is monitoring, protecting, limiting, without dwelling on the sinister side of technology. So there's a lot more to that podcast, but that's basically... Very good. And then the other thing I think people need to think about is what do you want for your child when you send them to school? And I'm not just talking about kindergarten here. I'm talking about all the way through, all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. What do you want you, for your child? You let go a little bit when they go off to university, but we didn't completely let go. No. We wanted them to be in a program that was actually going to lead to something and a job and mm-hmm. fulfillment for them. But when you're looking at a school, you should understand that school's values, purpose, vision, and mission. So if you expect the school to have that, then you need to um, have that for yourself and your kids. So it's kind of what, has your family identified the top three to five values that you live by? Has your family talked about the purpose that you fulfill as a unit? What's your vision like, does your family right. have so, a mission statement? So if you use the public school, you know, why What? Why do you value it? Unless it's because you have no choice. If you go, if you homeschool, what are your values, purpose, and mission in that? If you go to a private school, uh, same thing, like no matter what. What kind of a school you're attending, absolutely. And sometimes... You need to think of what your vision is because then you can look for it in the, whatever school you're in, you can look for the, those indicators. Well, and the other thing is you can also help to be, to build it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just... And so, I mean, I think it's also important that um, 
you come across that way to the people in charge of the school and to your child's teacher. This yep. is really important. This is what our family values. And so, you know, we're going to yep. work along with you. Um, Steve Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Effective Families helps you walk through de- designing a mission statement. Yes. Yeah, and there's so many there's resources so many. Yeah. now on but that. I just re- that's what we used, I remember. Strategies that build community in schools is another one. Student self-belief, student acting as their own learning agents, working to achieve meaningful goals. So those are the kinds of things that help build community. Autonomy, um, feeling that they're competent to achieve their own objectives, and recognizing that teaching and teachers are just central to engagement that teachers need to be approachable, well, well prepared and sensitive to the kids' needs. And if you're finding that that's not happening, it's okay to question that. Active learning, collaborative learning, peer relations, social skills, you know, getting creating educa- educational experiences for students that are challenging and enriching and extending, reflecting, questioning, conjecturing. So all the kinds of things that go into building a great community. And my focus is always on education, like the actual learning, because the learning in the classroom is really important, but the classroom is just not the four walls. Right. So I'm a big proponent that when, and I'm only going to say this, the, the, this word once in this podcast, but when unions get all bent out of shape over the amount of extra, what they call extracurricular, their teachers do, I would like to challenge people to think of what's beyond the four walls of the classroom as co-curricular and part of what kids need to be part of a fulsome community. And, and a full education. And the fact that they do get time off in the summer <laughs> to recover from the what they might have to do after school. And all the kinds of things like cultural diversity and support services and their adaptation to change and, you know, kids becoming active citizens and all that stuff. Yeah, so we explored that a lot in that episode. Yeah, in that episode. Then the next episode was what should teacher, student, and family connections look like and the communication. And in this world of like major opportunities to communicate, blogs and emails and phone calls, agendas and communication books, websites and phone outs and notes and apps and texts and meetings and, and interviews. And my my basic There's thing... There's no excuse for no, no yeah, communication no, from teachers. that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I know even in you and your role now as a, uh, in, in your role in the college, you send out a blog every week yep. to to your staff that comes out on Sunday night, Monday morning, whatever. Yep. That like, And it's not strenuous to do that. No. It What's takes, it called? The, what? What's I, well, the technology is called Sway. Yeah. But, but I'm it, just saying. It's just my Monday morning. Middle. Like this is yeah. not hard to do anymore. No. So I literally input the things as they come up during the week, and then on the week on Sunday night, I might spend twenty minutes arranging it, and that's gone. Yeah. And that's it. But I do want to remind people that good news comes in writing, and bad news comes in person. 
So teachers should not be writing these long, unless you have like a formal communication book where you're working on something and it's like a checklist or whatever. But if there are like bad things happening, Mm -hmm. that's an in-person discussion and you should know exactly how you should, how you will be kept in touch with. And this information should come home by the end of the first week of school. Absolutely. And communication is a two-way street. I like what and there's a lot in there about communication and what your responsibility is as a parent as Mm -hmm. well and then there's another one on things you should see yeah yeah. was things you should see in every classroom and i didn't mean physical things it talks about things like student voice and choice and time for reflection opportunities for innovation and critical thinking and problem solving and self-assessment and portfolios like Genius so this is all about behavior, behaviors and visible learning activities. Well, and, and good ideas on display by students, but it goes yeah. into a lot of detail about what you should see. Not what's on the four walls, but what happens inside, inside the, the classroom. What you, what you should see occurring in every yeah. classroom. And then the next episode, we just did a little bit on success and confidence. Um. And we talk about directed, focused, nurtured, engaged, connected, valued, ensuring that extra help and coaching are available, setting high expectations, both in the classroom and in the school, and teachers' continued professional growth. So, I mean, I always used to have a little problem when teachers would come in and say, oh, these kids are so disorganized and so this and so that. (laughs) And I'd walk into the classroom and I'd say, well, I kind of know why after being in this classroom because it's disorganized and messy and dirty and whatever. So whatever you're expecting kids to do, you have to model you it. need to be modeling it yourself. And it does change from grade to grade. The kids will be really organized with one teacher and they move to the next. And that teacher comments to the first, well, how come they were so organized for you and now they're all chaotic? And it's because that management style is chaotic. And you can't just expect kids to do that. No. They, it needs and to my modeled. favorite line, of course, is like, well, two things, partnership with home and success breeds success. So if kids are struggling with things mm-hmm. and they're never kind of experiencing success, they're never going to become successful because yeah. they're just going to get into this hole. So success breeds success. So our next one is the one maybe you might want to go to first. It's episode 45. And it's questions you should ask your child's teacher before school starts. Yep. So you might want to delve into that one. I didn't even, I'm not even going to take the time to go into it. Yep. But um, And at the end of that episode, there all are also are some inspiring thoughts for teachers. Mm-hmm. Because... Teachers do need to be inspired. They need to be held accountable, but they also do need to be inspired. And for most teachers, uh, September is basically like New Year's. And, you know, you kind of get excited and uh, build up your energy and uh, your anxiety levels maybe too. But there's also the whole like making New Year's resolutions, uh, which we know often fall by the wayside. So it's more about finding grounded ways to... Uh, uh, approach the new school year so lots of and I also think you have to remember that little things count when you're a parent supporting a child's teacher like I just remember a parents that I had at a certain school and they own a 
a grocery store here in town and all of a sudden she arrived with like boxes and boxes of Kleenex Mm -hmm. that I could distribute, you know, and I let her kids walk it around and give it to everybody. But it was just such a thoughtful little gesture that they had this and it was obviously extra and they could afford to donate it. Mm -hmm. And that those like kids go through Kleenex, like they go through paper. Like, so anything that you, um, can contribute that's mm-hmm. small that seems small yeah like and it doesn't always have to be baked goods or coffee no it can be like stickers you go in the dollar store and you buy the teacher a whole bunch of halloween stickers or something or mm. you know you buy a few packages of pencils sharpen them up at home and bring them in so little things matter and then our final one there's a couple on assessment. There's one on assessment and one on reading and understanding your child's report card and asking good questions and checking in frequently and paying attention to what comes home and expecting regular feedback that supports success in learning. I won't get into it too much, but I will say that um, I had a conversation with a parent recently where they didn't the report card came home and it was significantly lower than, and I've had this conversation a lot with parents, which mm-hmm. is sad. That should never happen. You should never the get a surprised. report card and go, wow, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. If the, if the um, marks are going down or things aren't coming together, you should know that long before the report card. And you might say, okay, I realize when I open this, that it's going to be a lot lower because I've had four or five discussions. We're working on it. Whatever's happening to your for your child right there, it's just whatever it might be. There might be stuff going on at home. Like there's all kinds of things that can happen, but you should not be caught off guard. Not on a report card. So there's a lot in that um, podcast as well. So I guess what we're saying is start at episode. Well, you could go to episode 45 because that's what you should ask your child's teacher before school starts. And I will again say for people in Ontario who are, and somewhat across Canada, I think some places kids start earlier in Canada than here. I know in the the States, they're all back already, I think. In most states, yeah. You can go into your child's school starting tomorrow because they're all back in there, sorry. And you can ask to meet the teacher See the classroom so that your child does not experience like first day anxiety or whatever. Some kids don't need it and that's fine. You don't have to, but don't let them tell you that you can't know who your teacher is or you can't do this or you can't do that or we don't do this. That's not appropriate. And in Ontario, uh, the Education Act gives parents a lot of rights and responsibilities um, as far as um, for example, just walking into a school a school building and finding out who the teacher is the week before school starts, it is a must according to law. So avail yourself of that information. It's all up on well, the, the Ontario government is, website. And the other one is um, don't think that you have to spend 
hundreds of dollars on school supplies. No, and don't listen to the teachers whining that they have to spend five hundred dollars for supplies because the schools don't buy the supplies. That is a fallacy. If they spend that much, that's because they're choosing to. Absolutely. There is funding for all sorts I, of things. I supported my teachers all the time in buying what they needed and what was appropriate. Yeah. So just don't get caught up in because there's and I mean I'm in Ontario right now there's going to be a lot of negativity associated with education right now because their contract negotiations are happening and I would try the best I can if I was a parent right now to just focus on my child and what they need in education instead of choosing sides yeah and just kind of you know say yeah okay we understand there's there's um job action or negotiation or whatever but this is actually what i need for my for child my child so i mean we encourage you actually to um you know listen to some of the episodes and kind of get your head around what is the best thing for your family and your child and uh, certainly if you had any questions you can go on the blog and ask them or you can always um, send an email. Send to... an email, which you can do through the blog. Everything okay, can everything happen through, through the blog. blog. No room for phonies.com and four is spelled with the number four. With the number four. And so um, on September 15th, we'll be back and we're going to start talking about the five voices. Oh, good. I like that. Yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us. Episode 71. Revisiting school success. All the best to everyone, especially those in Ontario who are going to be heading back to school in about a week. Yep. And all the best for everybody else for the whole school year. Bye.